You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Vegas, what is up, everybody, and welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up and gamble along with us for Summer League. Why not? We'll have some bets for you tomorrow or the day after. I can't wait to share those. We are going to be, if you did not tune in yesterday, first of all, shame on you. That's right. Never miss an episode. Absolute shame on you. But if you did not, you did not know, we are going to Las Vegas tomorrow, not just as DNVR, not just as the three of us. We're going to be joined by D-Line Co., who has been in an undisclosed country for the last uh, 10 days or so. He is joining us back. He's going to be refreshed. What kind of Eric do you think we're getting tomorrow, guys? The best. The best. We're getting the top Eric. I can't wait. We're either it. getting the best or the worst. He's either going to be <laughs> high on life or he's just going to be grumpy as hell from all this traveling. That's true. He's like had a great time and then he's just back to us a-holes. Like it's going to be like, oh, you oh. guys again. Um, but hopefully I'm counting on the top Eric, actually. I'm counting on the top Eric. We're also going to have superstar Dev in the house. We're going to have super producer Kale in the house. We're going to have Ryan Green capturing it all on camera and sending some stuff. So if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, what are you doing? Now is the time. Hit that alert button because we're not just going to be having podcasts once a day going up. We're going to have all kinds of micro content from the house. Three-point competition. We're doing a three-point shootout, guys. We have a basketball court at ours. I can't wait to see Brendan Vogt's three-point numbers. They're going to be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, we're also going to be with CHGO, PHNX. We're going to have the Olympics. I can't wait for it. We're going to be playing lots of different games. Um, and I, we're just going to dominate them. We might win every gold. I don't know. I'm, I'm so confident in our athletic prowess relative to these other markets. I don't know about you, fellas. I mean, I did retire from competitive basketball two years ago. Are you coming out of retirement? I can come out of retirement for the three-point shootout. That I can definitely come out of retirement for. I don't think we're doing any – I mean, we'll probably play basketball, some of us, just for fun. But there's no way we're going to film the basketball part of it. It's a, to, it get too heated. Get way yeah. too heated. Also, that's a huge, that's uh, a huge relief. I got excited all over again just now. I mean, first of all, are you kidding me? I mean, come on. We would, nobody would score on us. It would be, I mean, it would take an that's hour right. maybe to get the game through, but nobody. You would guys think right. Baku plays hard on defense? Folks <laughs> yeah, just injuring everyone. Um, so I'm excited for that. Look, I got the fellas in the house today wearing his Hawaiian shirt. Uh, it's Brennan. But actually, you know, this is like elevated trucker. This is like, a, yeah. this, this would be like Hawaii meets Arkansas. Oh, who's in cold packs there? Do we got sirens? Um, oh, we are you about to spout off a take? Is that the yeah, take, yeah, take mobile take coming movie. to watch out? Get you for your take? No, this is my uh, my vineyard trucker hat. I went to Palisade for the first time this weekend. Oh, it's beautiful, best. wonderful. What a, what a treat! What a treat! I'm telling you, it's one of those gems like the whole western slope, the whole western side of the divide mm -hmm. is just it's an underrated. I shouldn't say anything, everybody's gonna go there. That's right. Uh, uh, down below, the man with beautiful wind or hair flapping in the wind. It's Harrison. I've got to shout out this comment really quick. I haven't been this hyped for summer league in some time. This is me before every single summer. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> when does that? When does the? When does the excitement wane for the like for summer league? Uh, after the first game. That's, that's after <laughs> yeah, the first half. Sure. Yeah. The first half, you're like definitely oh, after yeah. the first game. You're like, okay, how long are we staying here for? No. Um, enough banter guys. Cause we have a lot to get into. Um, this is our last show before we go to Vegas. We'll probably do something in Vegas. We might have some special guests lined up at the house. 
working on some of the details there. I'm very excited for, for a lot of that content. Um, but before we get into that, I want to give a primer today of all of the guys, everything you need to know. I feel like we have a good view of both the players, obviously, that are already on the roster and the guys that are vying for that final two-way spot. And there's a lot of interesting guys. This is a year where I don't feel like there's just one guy. Let's keep an eye on him. You know, I've talked in years past to some of the people that assemble the roster and, you know, it's, hey, Kenrich Williams, keep an eye on that guy. Or, hey, it's... um uh Terrence Davis Terrence Davis keep an eye on that guy like they give you the name this is a year where it's like hey man there's like two three four guys that all are those are names and and so I'm kind of excited for that I feel like it'll be a competitive battle to see who shines but before we get to all of that we had Denver Nuggets practice today at Ball Arena and there was more news including Michael Malone who spoke to the media for the first time really uh, since the draft I believe Harrison why don't you walk us through what happened today at Ball Arena yeah, well, first off, I, ju I just got to kind of set the stage. Michael Malone isn't one to give a lot of just random press conferences during the offseason, I feel like. He's given two since Tim Connolly has left for Minnesota. Just, I don't know what that means. I have some theories about what that could mean, but just keep that maybe tucked in the back of your brain here. Well, first of all, you can't say you have theories without giving us the theories. That So what well, is your, I want to hear this theory. Okay, uh, I wasn't prepared to share this. I shared this with in the parking lot. This was a parking lot theory, Adam. So this, is not a, this is not a, a report. This isn't even necessarily no. a, like, I Don't aggregate this. this. Don't, Don't aggregate this. <laughs> um, Look at him pulling. First of all, he's pulling a wind horse right now. Do you see oh, what he's doing? It's his Harrison wind horse in the flesh. So Tim Connolly is no longer here. He's in Minnesota. Calvin Booth is a GM. He's in charge. Why, I why, just, would he, why would he do that? Why would he do that? Why would he take that job? I just feel like Malone, I like I said, I don't know this. I haven't asked him this. This is just me speculating. I wonder if Malone wants to become more of a figurehead, more of <laughs> have a more of a presence of, you know, a leader of this franchise. Because he's He's really been the voice of this team these last several years, but I feel like with Tim Connolly gone, he can kind of maybe even establish a little more of that voice. I just thought it was interesting because he, yeah, there we go. Conspiracy corner. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't done this a lot in the past and he's done yeah. two press scrums since Tim Connolly left. I think there's something there. Hmm. Why? This was a total wind horse here. It really was. Um, I see why you didn't want to share this on the air, because this is one of those things where you're like, take note of it. I'm not saying this is happening, but it's something that crossed my mind. Because if you say this, then it gets back to some people are like, what do you think? You know, it's put in a bad light. Is he trying to seize power? Is this like a... You know, we're going into uh, the art of well, now, now you're just trying to get me in trouble. No, I'm now, saying now, I'm not. I'm What I'm saying is, like, I don't want people thinking you're saying this. You just might <laughs> feel like, look, Tim Conley was the first guy. Actually, Josh Kroenke was the first guy in at this new era. Then it was Tim Conley. And then it was, like, Jokic and Malone at the same time, right? I'm not saying which one is more important. Just saying what the order was that everybody came to. And so there is this idea of, you know, Michael Malone is now – one of the like the most senior person in the Denver Nuggets organization of this era, him and Jokic sort of tied for it. So maybe there is not necessarily a seizing of power as people might misinterpret what you are saying, but it might be more of a, I am the guy that has been here the longest. Like I have a responsibility now in some ways to kind of like maintain this moment in time and, and make sure everything goes peacefully or, or smoothly or what have you. So yeah, there's, I think it's an interesting observation that may or may not be, um, something, something to kind of monitor and keep an eye on. I love this book. Yeah. All right, let's get to what actually happened. <laughs> what I can, can report actually happened at Nuggets practice today. A lot of Jamal Murray. Uh, I think we should start there because when Malone was talking today, he said that Jamal played five on five yesterday, Tuesday, when Denver scrimmaged. And Malone called it the most serious five on five that he's played at any point during his rehab. That felt significant, even though it should be assumed, you know? Right, right. But it felt 
meaningful. It, it felt like something that Malone said, you're like, okay, like that is, that is a very positive sign. Well, to do another one of these wind in things, when I walked into the gym yesterday for practice, like people walked up to me to be like, oh yeah, Murray played. Like sometimes this stuff will happen. We know these guys play and it's like, hey, maybe it gets out. Some reporter or some one of us ends up prying it out of someone. This was almost like a, hey, Murray played today, guys. Look great. You know, like it was almost like we're, we're getting this out there. We're not hiding anything here. So I do mm-hmm. feel like it is a meaningful week. And that it's like we're getting video of him going. We're getting like reports about it. Everybody's talking about it. I do feel like it's a meaningful, hey, this is a cool thing. And then he was there again today. Obviously, the session's yesterday, but he's there, you know, has a ball in his hands. And at least after practice is going through some workouts and some one-on-one with the Rooks and Colin Gillespie and uh, and Christian Brown. And that, that, by the way, got going a little bit. I mean, not obviously full game intensity, but they were going at each other and it was really fun to see. So it it does feel, um, you know, look, maybe this is a factor in that sort of kind of energy we're feeling in the building and seeing from guys like Malone. It's I think we're inching back towards regularly scheduled programming here. And there's there's an era of relief for sure. Yeah. And uh Jamal was also dunking a lot he was trying different dunks I called it a dunk exhibition on Twitter maybe a little strong but the athleticism is there he had his pop back I don't know if he ever lost it but if he did it's back and uh he looked great Malone said he looked really good he was talking about the scrimmage yesterday and he said he looked confident like that was what I wanted to see from him just the confidence and, you know, Murray had that yesterday. He said he looked mobile, agile, hostile. Uh, he looked confident and uh, he's, he was moving pretty well. So I thought that was a pretty quality update. The hostile thing makes for a great quote graphic for sure. But it's also to me the meaningful part of the quote. That's Murray being himself has all of these elements to him and hostile is strong. But I think what what I mean what I mean by that though is if he that means if in in tandem with confidence it means he's feeling himself it means he's being Jamal on the court. I think it's also a mm-hmm. quote from Remember the Titans, so it might just be him making pop culture references. That too, um, nonetheless. But look, man, I I mean I do like it. People seem to be kind of pumped about Jamal Murray being in the building and not just being there. By the way, do you guys remember when Bones Highland first burst onto the scene and everybody was kind of hyping him up? Do you remember Murray on one leg publicly said, like, I just beat him in a free throw contest or whatever? Like, <laughs> I do feel like there's a little bit of Murray. Yeah. A little bit. Again, this is an Adam, theory, just a theory. There's a little bit of Murray who's like, oh, welcome to the gym. Um, You guys know who runs this, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Introduce yeah. myself. You're the like, guy that can't guard me. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Welcome to yeah. the team. Christian Brown found out he can't score on Jamal Murray or guard him in the post. Today. And I love it. This is like a great thing. I love it. Man. Yeah. It's like a little hazing thing. You got to get worked by Jamal Murray in one-on-one when you arrive at, on the Nuggets. The pecking order was awesome. I mean, him, Brown, and Gillespie, and they were all working so hard, but it was like, I mean, Jamal did some teaching for Colin. You know, the Rooks were learning a little bit. Jamal is such a good um, one-on-one player, man. Like, it, it almost gets lost a little bit. It doesn't get lost on anyone watches the team, like in the bubble and when he was really taken off right before the injury, like that one on one was his bread and butter. But when you watch him go one on one, we get like in these workouts, like he has a different level to him, man. His footwork, right? Um, his speed, his confidence, it's all like on full display. He's a he's a hell of a one on one player. Yeah. Uh, Malone talked about a bunch of different players today. He touched on a lot of guys. I, I we can start with two of the new additions that he could talk about because those transactions were finalized kcp and ish smith uh, malone called kcp a proven two-way player he pointed out his championship pedigree good size it can and can guard and he also called kcp a hell of an addition he's gonna he's gonna defend he's gonna help us not ask so much of aaron gordon every single night thought that was interesting and then on ish smith michael we're, we're hearing this we're hearing this more and more about the team, I don't think expects Christian Brown to play, but expects that it's possible. Meaning, like, they're hoping he's ready to play this year. This is not a, like, with Peyton Watson, a little bit more, let's, you know, hey, he's a pro, you know, we're going to put him in the G League, we're going to do this, that. But with Christian Brown, I just feel like there's a lot of, hey, we're getting him right away. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what Milan said. He's a guy that can play for us this season. 
Uh, he was talking about Christian Brown. He loves his maturity, his IQ, his toughness and physicality. And then Malone just offered a classic Michael Malone line. He said, some guys shy away from physicality. Christian embraces physicality. High IQ does a good job moving off the ball. I think his upside and potential are tremendous. So Malone's going to love this dude. This is a glove on hand coaching. (laughs) I said this on draft night. Yeah. Michael Malone is going to love Christian Brown. And then on Ish Smith, Michael Malone coached him in Golden State. He called him one of the best teammates and best pros you're going to find. And then Malone said, every time we play him, he finds a way to kick our butts. Facts. Love it. That's the sneaky great part of the signing is you just don't have to deal yeah, with that yeah, Tuesday in February, you know? Yeah. I did try to get Malone to name Bones his backup point guard, though. And he did not. I thought not. that was interesting. He did not. He said it's too early, but also kind of alluded to a competition. And he's done that He before, likes though. competition. I, he I, likes training camp battles. Yeah. I think Bones will probably enter this thing with, you know, it's his to lose. But it was notable, I thought. Yeah, he used to say that at the shooting guard position, you know, every year as well. Now, in fairness, at some points there were. But I do think he's just a guy who would rather stoke the flames of competition heading into this this stage of the season than anything. Also, I think it speaks to his level of comfort with Bones Highland. Right. The ability to just say, oh, you just had an impressive rookie season. Everybody's kind of raving about you. Mm-hmm. Let me challenge you again, like sort of subtly through the media. So totally yeah. feel I've classic Malone. If you would have asked me how he'd answer that question, that's a thousand percent. Also, I think it's important. I don't think you can just, you don't want to create a culture of like, this is entitled to you, even though sure. you're not like bones right. is such a good player. And we know the organization values him, but I don't think you want to start the like, well, it's just handed to him. It's like, Hey, you're still earning your keep here. Um, come hungry. Malone also was asked about Zeke Naji, and I thought this was a very interesting answer as well. I agree. The point he pretty much got to is we need to keep things simple for Zeke. Remember last summer league when Zeke Naji went to Vegas and tried to explore his game? Well, I think that happened, and the Nuggets and Michael Malone were like, okay, we don't need that. We need him to keep it simple and do what he does well. Uh, make threes and defend. Um, He's got to rebound at a high rate. Malone said he's got to finish better. Um, And then he was also talking about like what position Zeke Naji plays. And Malone started off by saying he was a high school and college center. And then Malone said, I think what happens when you draft guys is sometimes you lose sight of who they are and try to make them into something that he's not. I thought he was going to pivot into saying Zeke could play backup center, but then he did say, He's a power forward. We're just going to have to keep it really simple for him. So this was to me an extremely, so it's funny. We just talked about, he almost in one way puts down bones. Not, I'm not saying really puts him down, but just sort of challenges him. Doesn't give him the like, Hey, he has the inside track or whatever, which we all know to be true, but whatever. He doesn't do that with Zeke. It was almost different. It was almost more pointed. And one of them is yes. The contrast between last year, exploring your game. We want to see what else there is fully explored. Now it's like, hey, let's go back to the thing. Didn't find anything. Didn't find anything. Let's go back to what you did well. And and it almost felt like Malone challenging Zeke in a certain way through the media, again, which we know he does, but almost felt more of like, hey, these are the few. We actually don't need a lot from you. We need these few things done at a supremely high level, and they're very valuable to us, and that's what we're hoping to get to. So I agree with him. Everything that he said, I do think it's on the team to put him in positions to succeed. I thought him mentioning he's a power forward was interesting to me because we talked about maybe him playing some center. Now, maybe that means Jeff Green also plays center or something like this, but it is interesting. And then laying out the specifics. He needs to guard, he needs to shoot, and he needs to roll hard and play above the rim, get to the rim Mm -hmm. on rolls. And I look, and rebound, and he mentioned rebounding. He needs to rebound. Those things are exactly, I think, spot on. That's exactly what Zeke needs. Yeah, and this is another example of the sort of philosophy shift here from whatever the last two years were and what you called them and approached them. Maybe there was more room for things like exploration and and experimentation. Everything is snapped back into win-now mode right now. And part of that includes a young player like Zeke missing out on some opportunity with injuries while you pivot from the open-ended development plan to let's turn you into a win-now player because you might be part of this rotation. And if you're in it, it's not necessarily about turning you in into like this this butterfly. It's about turning you 
into great in your role. And that's just mm-hmm. another example. Love it. Yeah. The, he touched on Peyton Watson real quick. The last guy, he said he'll be down in the G league. He just needs to play, but Malone loves his defensive skill set And um, offensively, he's just got to keep things simple, but Malone touched on a lot of players. And the last thing that I've got from him is just kind of on his message to his team. And I think what's the theme of this season and it kind of goes along the lines of what Malone said right after the season ended. And he does not like, he wants his guys to show it to him, not say it to him. Like he doesn't want to hear one, two, three championship. He wants to see it every single day, the commitment, uh, the, the execution on the practice court. Like he wants the championship habits every single day. The big quote he had was, I don't want to hear, you know, like we want to win a championship, show it to me. So I I feel like that's going to be the theme of the entire season. Loved it, man. I loved it. And just the Peyton Watson thing, you almost just glossed over. I honestly think Michael Malone is a master of messaging through media. Like he's talking to a group of us that he always talks to. There's ways he could have gotten this information out. I just feel like he is almost setting the tone for everybody He's like on a campaign. I'm sure he said this to the players. I'm sure he said this to the training staff who's going to be working with this guys. I'm sure he said it to the agents, you know, that that are representing these guys. And this is just his final chance to like, hey, I want everybody to know Peyton Watson needs to simplify his game. We need him to be. We know he's a great defender already. We need him to pick one or two things to excel at offensively and build off of that. And if you master those one or two things, then you build on this or that. And again, I don't think. Michael Malone is saying this directly in response to anything or has this alternative agenda. I think he's saying these things, even if nobody on earth had ever spoken and he has just asked about these things. Mm -hmm. But I do think when you look at this and you hear somebody like Peyton Watson say like Kevin Durant, Paul George, I do feel like there's almost this level of you don't need to be working to be those guys. And again, I don't think Peyton Watson's doing this. I'm not trying to like, I I don't want people to think I'm like mincing his words and put in and overanalyzing some poor 19 year old guy for saying something, but what I, I'm just saying, realistically, it's you need to build a, a foundation first that it's like, you are great at this. And then you add the other pieces. If you think about Jokic, his rookie season, great rebounder. That was automatic. Very good passer. Good fit. Like that. He had to like perfect those things and before he could show off all the other things. And I think the same message is sort of there for Peyton Watson. Yeah. What can you do that is NBA ready right now? Right. If, master that and then let's build on that on those talents that's his challenge is a kid who probably at one point in his life the word star potential was maybe thrown around and now he's got to look at himself and talk about himself and more importantly work like a role player for the time being yeah yeah and by the way you can get to being a paul george level star that way like in fact oftentimes it does work out that way it's just that you need to develop your core identity first and foremost right Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing I have is just I think it's definitely something that there are this many players on the actual roster that are in the gym over the summer because I think like it sends a message to the rookies and uh, to the guys who are just joining this team like this is how things are done you know where we're around like we want to be here so I, I think it's definitely something it's notable that Jamal Murray Davon Reed was in the gym today Zeke Naji was there. I, I think it's just uh, it speaks to the Nuggets culture. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I love this time of year. You start to get a little bit of energy. Um, you know, guys start getting together. There's some excitement, so it's awesome. Anything yeah. else from the media availability? Well, you want to talk about uh, Jack White? No, we do segment on two side. on Jack White. On segment the other, on the other side, we will get to that in segment two. But we got to hit our first break here as we start to give our primer for summer league. Very excited for that. Let's take a break. We'll get to that on the other side. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. I can't wait to bet on Summer League. I don't recommend it. I'm just saying I probably will bet on it. Um, I don't, don't, I don't recommend it though. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. 
That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, Green Mountain Dental Group, you guys know about them. They've been with us forever. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. A lot of us at DNVR, we go to Green Mountain Dental Group. I know a lot of our DNVR members that are local go to Green Mountain Dental Group. They're great at what they do. They're great people. Just 15 minutes from downtown Denver, get a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group. Receive a free Sonicare toothbrush today. All right, let's get into this primer here. Um, I want to start with Christian Brown. I know we've already gone over the scouting reports for him, but I wanted to angle it this way. What is it you're looking for Christian Brown to do in summer league? What is it the thing that you're going to be keyed in on? Let's start with you, Vote. I mean, obviously you want to see the defense, but that's also kind of what we know he can do. So I might sort of set that aside for now. I'm going to get really specific. I <laughs> confident catch and shoot uh good mm. movement off ball just sort of how how connected is he without the ball in his hands not something i have a ton of questions about i think this is uh, something he can be good at but how good will he be at it in summer league would be the kind of thing that could sort of spring my excitement to the next level defense is one but again i'm sort of expecting that um by the way let us know in the comments too i'm curious what what you guys are thinking what you want to be keyed in on for for uh these guys as we talk about them when we talk about um defense the nuggets kind of got a bad draw i don't know if you guys have looked at this too closely i was going through who they play there's really not that many great like marquee players that's not to say they won't be challenged by guys with specific skill sets but they're not going up against a lot of the top talent across the board in their four pool play games which is kind of a drag. Like part of me wants to see Christian Brown go up against the top guards in this draft. Yeah. Because when we talk about defense, I actually do. I don't just count that as pencil it in. He's a great defender. I want to see him go up against the best right. and see how he fares. Because for him to fit on Denver the way we hope, he needs to be the best defender. So I want to see him go up against the best. Now, who's he going to go up against? Melvin Frazier again in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, Wendell Moore. It's going to be the Spider-Man meme. Wendell Moore will be very interesting for sure. He was in that same mold of, of type of player that we were looking for. Um, I love this one. Second game, Cleveland. He's going to go against his teammates, Achai Abaji. Like, oh, nice. you know those guys have guarded each other a lot, so they're going to, in practice, so they're going to match up against each other, and that one should be pretty fun. And then later on, he'll get Brandon Boston. Um, maybe if Brandon Boston is still playing, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays one or two and then shuts it down. Sure. Um, Isaiah Joe, a, a good player that he's going to have to fight off ball. And then the other one that I thought was just great, everybody's favorite draft prospect from 2021, Jaden Springer. We're going to have Christian Brown versus Jaden Springer. And what I can't hope wait for him to shut his ass down. I can't either. And I'm very excited for that one because it'll be hilarious if Christian Brown, who Nuggets fans did not want, Shuts down Jaden Springer, who has been like a nothing so far in his career, and every Nuggets fan did one. It just would be a hilarious little uh, Easter egg. They both scored game. zero points. That's my <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Harrison? What else is on the docket for you for Christian Brown? Defense is the biggest thing. I, I want to see him be a elite summer league defender. I, I think he should be. I think he can be. Other than that, Zeke Naji explored his game at summer league. I don't really feel like I want Christian Brown to explore his game. I want to see him do role player type things. Just play smart, shoot when he should shoot, drive when he should drive, make the right pass. I don't want to see him be like a number one option where he's isoing from the top of the key, even though he is the number one guy. And like, I'm sure we'll see that from time to right. time because that's just how summer league is. But I want to see role player qualities that I can go, Okay, he's he's doing this. He can be a plug and play guy right. on the Nuggets second unit. I one of the things you can see at Summer League, it's funny when people say don't count, you know, like Summer League doesn't matter. It really does. Like it just matters in the context of which it is. One of the contexts that is most interesting for Summer League is how does a team use a player? And I'm curious to see if Christian Brown, who is the highest draft pick that'll be on this roster, right. I'm curious if they do make him the featured person on the roster or if they just don't and they say hey we're playing basketball like last year bones highland was the featured member of the team and by yeah. halfway through the first game it was like okay that's the top dog like everybody yeah. even like zeke naji was out there and it was like clear that this was bones running the team i want to see if christian brown i don't he's not a point guard 
he doesn't need to try to take anything. I think part of me wants to see the game come to him, but I do want to see if Denver's running actions for him because they they're curious about that. I'm kind of curious how they sort of uh, have built this team around him or their strategy around him. I want to see him navigate screens. I know that hasn't been like I, 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 Denver just needs it so bad, and right. so that specifically is a thing. And you talk about guys like Isaiah Joe, uh, Achaya Baji. He's probably going to have to do a lot of that, and then. The one that you guys didn't mention that's so interesting to me, his intensity. Like, we know one of the things Denver wants out of him is the him to be the guy that raises the intensity defensively. I kind of want to see that. Does he get into it with people? Do people hate him by the time a game is done in Summer League? I think there's some Faku energy that hooks in him that looks yeah. a lot different manifested in, in oh, yeah. seven, you know, and I right. think it's, it's going to be a little less cute and charming and maybe even a bit more intimidating at times. Not that I think he's going to scare guys, but just, just bring that sort of, I'm not backing down energy. And of course that resonates more when you're six, seven, I, th I mm -hmm. assume. Right. Um, let's move on. Peyton Watson. Now, uh, Harrison, I'll let you go first. What are you looking for in Peyton Watson? Well, like Michael Malone outlined, I want to see a simple offensive game from him taking corner threes, getting to the rim, using his athleticism that way. That's what I want to see on offense. Defense, I feel like he's going to have a couple defensive plays in summer league where we're going to go, wow. Like, did Peyton Watson actually just get that steal? How did he get to that loose ball? Because he's got a freakish wingspan. He's got ridiculous length. I'm, I'm excited about what he could do defensively. That, that's where it starts for him. Yeah, and I'm curious how he approaches this. Is is he trying to be great at two things here, defense and, and rebounding? Or is, is, what, is he trying to maybe show off what has, has, has suddenly sort of fallen off of his scouting report in terms of potential on the other end? So this is a guy who who maybe we learn more from the way he approaches it than, than how well he plays. Yeah, I and uh... – it's funny, man, because he doesn't have great matchups either. I mean, the the uh, Boston matchup might be an interesting one for him, but the same thing. You go down the list, and it's not that many like dynamic. He doesn't get to go up against a Cade or uh, you know one of these guys that you're like, okay, that's a real challenge, uh, unfortunately. But I do want to see that defense in him, like even more so than Christian Brown. Christian Brown, I feel confident he's going to have the runway for us to see a lot of data points of him over the course of summer league next year g league whatever it is that he plays we're gonna get a lot with peyton i feel like he's gonna be in the g league this is our first and and really earliest look i i need to see him a guy that averaged three points per game i need to see him be the best defender on the court and maybe the best defender in summer league i remember last year davion mitchell in summer league it was hilarious like the highlights were hilarious because it was like these rookie point guards are trying to dribble up the court and he's just yeah. stealing it from him at half court every single right. time I want to see if we get something like that out of Peyton Watson where it's like, okay, well, we have that one guy, in, at least in Summer League, who is a total cancellation, just cancels one guy out. What if yeah. this just is a full defense team and then they give the ball to Teddy Allen for 10 seconds? It's, it's <laughs> interesting because the Nuggets Summer League team doesn't have a Bones Highland. They don't have a number right. one guy. It's right. It could be Teddy, dude. I'm not even kidding. Um, it could just be some shoot the ball. Teddy, is he in the rotation? Probably. <laughs> I'm just curious to see, A, if they're any good. I asked Ryan Bowen today if he can get a gauge on if this team is ahead of schedule or behind schedule just based on the summer league teams he's been involved in in the past. Hmm. And his answer kind of told me that they're behind schedule. Huh. What, what was it? Well, he goes, I was watching some, uh, some summer league games last night or the other night, and I was like, wow, we got a ways to go. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, there are some teams, Oklahoma City, Memphis, Detroit, whose summer league teams are yeah. just their real teams. So, That's like, a good point. Some of this yeah. is a little unfair, and they were beating the hell out of other teams as well. Um, another thing for Peyton Watson, because there's not that many, like, oh, clear, great matchup for him one-on-one, -on -one, I want to see what he's like as a help side defender, because I think a lot has been made about his on-ball defense. For him to make it, he has to be an all-around great defender, and I want to see him. He'll be in help side a lot because he'll probably be guarding guys that just aren't that good offensively. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to see, I, I want to see that one for sure. And then, like you guys both mentioned, offense. I just want to see something. I should mention talking to some people, some coaches and stuff um, that were in attendance yesterday at the arena. They were like, you know, his offense have actually been really surprising, like pleasantly surprising. Yeah. Some stuff. It's funny that Malone today said simplify. Maybe that was more of a reaction to today's scrimmages. But nonetheless, we know that that's gonna it's gonna be a mixed bag. I just hope it's a mixed bag. I hope it's not all bad. I hope we see some that's like, oh, interesting. He ha has ways of scoring. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
Um, Ishmael Kamagate. Man, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to see him block a lot of shots, but he didn't practice, I don't think, until today. I don't even know if he practiced today. I don't, he's think, been, he I don't think he he's practiced He's been today. just like off to the side because he hasn't been able to be with the team until the trade that gave Denver that draft pick, the Jeremy Grant trade, went through. That right. happened like midway or right when the practice was wrapping up today. So I don't really have any expectations for him. He's kind of coming in cold. If he could block like five shots in a game, that'd be cool. Yeah. Rim protection is, I guess, the thing you pencil him in for. Again, you don't – at summer league, you don't want to use like Sharpie. Pencil's better, but kind of expecting to see it. But uh, is he more mobile on the perimeter than a Walker Kessler? Probably, right? That's the idea. But what does he look like if he gets switched out? And then I also fully expect him to be uh, the best teammate of all time. Just smile. Just smile. <laughs> well, what's interesting about that, though, vote is, look, there is the culture gap for him. He's not the only foreigner on the team. In fact, he's not the only French-speaking foreigner on the team, I believe. Um, so he will we'll have some company. But there is a thing about – He's probably the most outsider of all of the young right, players. Sure. And this includes uh, Matt Mitchell and Adonis Arms and all the other guys that are vying for that final spot that we'll get to in the next segment. But he's just an outsider in that he doesn't know these guys. He's coming from France. Like he hasn't been in tournaments and talked to these guys and have mutual friends and this or that. And then you factor in that he's had to, by these dumb rules in the NBA, right. he's had to basically be in quarantine from the team. Like he can't be on court. He can't be like talking and in huddles even and on the sideline. So there is this level of what I asked at the media availability for Peyton Watson and Christian Brown. When I asked, like, did you guys know each other? They're like, no, we literally just met last week and it was the first time we talked. But you can tell that over the course of this week, they've gotten to know each other a lot right. better. Ismail's yes. probably a little bit behind on all of that for both the language barrier, culture barrier, but also because of being quarantined from everyone else that he will start from behind. So I do cut him a little bit of slack on that one. I think there's no question he probably deserves it. Um, but I do think he's going to get a chance to play very, very early, if not right away. Yeah. Well, he could start game one. Like, that's the starting lineup we think they'll have. Like, he'll be in that potentially because he's one of the Nuggets guys. You know, you, you want to play your guys. Yeah. No. Um, so is there uh, things you want to see from him specifically, Vote? Blocking shots? Yeah, blocking shots, looking – capable on the perimeter maybe not like a newborn giraffe if he has to defend in space and then curious offensively i, I really don't know what to expect at all so that's just an open-ended curiosity for me yeah i, I want to see um he doesn't have like you go up against the best centers that they'll go against there's like nobody in fact i think three of the teams don't have a center they've got power forwards They've got like one team. I, th I can't remember. Who are these teams that they're playing? The, the, they don't have any offensive players. They don't have any centers I'm or power. They're playing, Who are these teams? Honestly, well, you never know if a team in Summer League is good because like Jimmer Fredette was the best player in Summer League one year, even though everybody knew he wasn't coming to the NBA again. He'd already done his NBA experience. So these good teams can still be good teams. But when you just talk about top prospects, like guys that were picked in the top, I think Achaya Baji is the top pick of, of any player that they'll go against. And that means this year and last year. So, yeah. like, all the summer league teams don't have anybody that was picked above 15. Um, that's all I mean. And same goes for centers. Like, there's just a lot of teams that don't have centers that he'll go up against. So, I want to see him dominate athletically. We know that he's a great athlete. I want to see him switch out onto the perimeter because I'm told that's a big part of it, of his game. So, I want to see, does he get switched out there? How does he do? And then, and also, by the way, another great thing about summer league, no scouting reports. So, a lot of these guards, especially, you talk about, the most high volume player in summer league. It's always the like undrafted high volume scoring point guard. Undersized point guard. Yeah. Undersized point guards. So you know those guys are going to get switched out on the Kamagate, have no idea who he is, and be like, oh, this is my chance to show everybody what I got. So I hope he gets challenged like that and I hope he steps up. And then lastly, I don't I'm curious what his hand-eye coordination looks like. Um, I saw him doing some hand-eye coordination drills the other day. This is such a big thing for big men, especially big men that came to the game late, which is him. I want to see, does he catch passes cleanly? Um, does he have good touch around right. the rim? Not on like set right. shots, but just on like tips and things like that. That's that's a skill set I don't really know what, what the scouting report yeah. is on him. I saw him do those drills too, and my read was he's he's got some work to do there. there there's a reason I brought this up on my <laughs> yeah. list. I, was, I didn't want to go full there because it's kind of unfair, but it was a thing where I was like, oh, okay, he's doing – those are some like um, 
you know, Skyview High School basketball camp summer 1996 drills. But okay, I got to like, again, but that, again, not to say anything good or bad about him. Just yeah. A note. I just don't have too high expectations for him because he's just hasn't been playing this whole week. Right, right. Of those three guys, uh, who are you most excited to kind of track? Oh, Christian Brown, for sure. He's he's the number one guy for me, most intriguing, definitely. Because he's the one guy on this summer league team that you can really see a pathway to contributing next season for the Nuggets. It, it's clearly Christian Brown for me. Vote? I have the exact same answer, boss. Sorry. For me, it's Peyton Watson. And part of this is just because Christian Brown can have a good summer league or a bad summer league. And I feel like it's not going to mean it similar to Zeke Naji. It'll mean something to our overall sort of excitement levels and like this or that. But at the end of the day, we know he's going to get his opportunities. Peyton Watson's the one to me that is just such a mystery. I just don't know. I I want, I'm really curious to watch him because I see a scenario where next week we're like, man, that guy has something. Jokic didn't enter summer league with any fanfare. And by the end of it, you're like, Hey, I get it now. I get why this guy's special. I hope we see the same thing for Peyton Watson. And also on the table is that we get out there and we're like, Holy hell, this guy has a long way to go in a lot of areas. So he's the guy I'm most interested in. Let's take a break on the other side, Colin Gillespie, Matt, uh, Mitchell, Adonis Arms, a couple other names to throw at you that are all super fascinating for this week. I'm excited. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Make sure to pick up some Breck Brews this summer. Make sure to pick up some good company hard seltzers and lemonade seltzers as well. Perfect for the summer. Perfect for chilling in the park. Also, keep drinking the Mile High City Copper Lager. They keep making it, so keep drinking it, even though it's not nugget season anymore. Pick up the Mile High City Copper Lager wherever Breck Brew is sold. If you're not local, if you don't know where you can get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. That will tell you where to get Breck Brew closest to you. Also, Evoca TV, guys. If you're not set up with Evoca TV, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? They've got Nuggets games. They've got Avalanche games, Rapids games, Rockies games. They get Altitude. AT&T Sportsnet, other national channels as well. It's only $15 a month for those first three months. You get that price with the promo code DNVR. Gives you $10 off your first three months. That makes the price come out to $15 a month for the first three months. Plus a receiver, go to evaca.tv slash DNVR, evaca.tv slash DNVR to get set up with them. We back? We back. We back. Um, all right. Colin Gillespie, another guy. I mean, he's the next guy up because he is already given a two-way contract with the Denver Nuggets. So he will be part of that Grand Rapids team. And by the way, despite what Michael Malone says, Bones Highland will very likely to be the backup point guard. So I think even though that there's the Ish Smith competition is out there, I just I would be shocked if it was him. Ish Smith, Colin Gillespie is almost more of a battle to me. Like there is a chance that Colin Gillespie can really develop into a guy that's like, hey. If in a pinch, can we trust this guy to go out there? You would probably rather Colin Gillespie be that guy because you can have him for longer. You can like, you know, it, it's more meaningful to you. So um, he's a guy that I'm intrigued by. What do you want to see out of him vote uh, this week? What are your expectations? What do you want to see? I mean, it's with him, it's sort of built in the answer. If anyone who's watched him, but just be that guy, be a, a high floor, floor general, a point guard. He's, this is a very different two-way guard contract than Marcus Howard. That's the way I would frame it. One guy, you're right. thinking maybe he gives you 20 in in a crazy half. And if, if you don't get that, you're probably not getting much else. Colin is is a guy who, who in theory, could definitely be playable, who could definitely work his way into a backup guard in this league. It's hard to – he just plays the position in a very traditional, low-mistake kind of way. I look at Colin Gillespie the same way – I looked at Monte Morris coming out of college. They have a very similar profile yep. and background coming into this team. And yeah, Colin Gillespie, maybe he could give the Nuggets something. I think he's largely going to be in the G League, kind of like Monte Morris was, but they could turn to him at times. I think he might be the second most important player on the Summer League team because point guard's going to be. They're going to need somebody to get everybody in line and, yeah. you know, to, to have some sort of organization out there. Uh, you got Christian Brown, but I think it's going to be Colin Gillespie who 
is getting everybody in line. Like that, that's what I want to see is Denver organized. If they are, I think it's because he's kind of making his presence felt. I mean, that's what I want to see. You think about the utility he could have for Denver. And by the way, I'm not saying Denver is going to count on him. I'm just saying like if Jamal Murray or Bones Highland or Ish Smith roll an ankle, they might say like, Hey, we need to call him sure. up. Or now he is in sure. line to play. Should he be needed? That, that's all I mean. I don't, I don't think there's a, a realistic scenario where he performs so well, where it's like, you know what? Bump somebody from the rotation. He's in. I don't think that's the case. But saying that, the thing Denver would need from him, should they need him, is point guard play. And so that's the number one thing. I mean, I know he can make shots. He did it at the college level at a very high level. I know, um, you know, he knows how to run pick and roll, so that'll be great. I just want to see, can he get the ball where it's supposed to go? Does he have command of the floor? Last year, the number one takeaway I had from Summer League was that Bones Highland is a point guard. I thought he was a shooting guard, a combo guard, a scoring guard. Watching him last year, it was so evident. That's a guy that knows how to lead a team from the point guard spot. I want to see if Colin Gillespie has, has it. Even if it's a different way of running a team, that same style of, hey, everybody, here's how we're doing things, communication, all of that stuff. So I hope to see it because it'd be encouraging. Um, now let's get into some of these guys. Denver has one more two-way spot open, and I believe, I feel pretty confident saying, it is likely going to go to one of the next guys we're about to talk about, one of these guys that are on the roster. It could always go outside. You know, they could always end up just signing a completely different guy. But I think there's some real candidates here. Uh, I want to start with Matt Mitchell. A lot of buzz yesterday around Ball Arena about Matt Mitchell and just how great of a player he's been. Um, yeah. Was there some more buzz today? Was there buzz from another name, Harrison? And why are you laughing? You don't like the, you don't like the, pre, uh, the summer league preseason buzz? No, I love it. It's just I feel bad for the listeners sometimes in, in these scenarios because they don't they don't get how the, the buzz is made, you know? No, they don't see how the, the buzz is made. made. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm telling you though, like this thing about about buzz, like this is a you want it to be a good player. It's not like you know this weird rumor meal. Sure, it's sure. like, hey, who looked good? Yeah. You talk to a bunch of different people, you get different answers, but you get a lot of the same ones. And it's like, hey, and one name that keeps popping or, up. Or sometimes you just see the corner of a whiteboard and you're like, oh, I guess that's who it is. <laughs> no. you're, you're right though. Matt, Matt Mitchell has been getting a lot of buzz this week. <laughs> I have him as the leader in the clubhouse for the two-way contract. I might even go as far as to say it's kind of his to lose. I think like he could be the guy for sure. Can he be a elite perimeter defender? Like that's what could win it for him. And can he shoot it better than he has in the past? Um, I think he's going to start for this team. He's going to be the fifth yeah, starter. Quick, quick overview here. So um, because I, most people probably haven't done the research here. Um, six, 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 seven. Is that about the height? Six, or six. six, six, a thick bodied guy, man. I mean, he's a football build more than a basketball build. He has a really, really big lower body frame on him. I mean, he's a big, like big chest, you know, big belly too, but he's really got like just thick legs. Well, what I mean, why, why that is important is when you watch this guy defend, if he's going to make it on the nuggets, it's because of his ability to guard multiple positions, especially out on the perimeter. He's got a body of maybe not quite a grant, uh, a grant Williams, somewhere of a Boris Diaw, Draymond Green, Grant Williams type, David Roddy. He's got a lot of David Roddy in his game, to be honest with you, in that he's this undersized guy who plays strong, but also yeah. just has great body control, moves his feet incredibly well. One of the stories I heard out of yesterday's practice is during that scrimmage with Jamal, he gets switched out on him or is guarding him, locks him up for one possession on a very impressive play. Murray makes a great move. He sticks with him, challenges the shot or whatever. So um, he's a guy that I think, has impressed because of his ability to keep people in front of him. Mm. Uh, and, and so that's that's sort of his MO. Out of San Diego State, by the way, as Chris Marlowe was quick to, to let me know in, in talking to him. Big San Diego State guy, Chris Marlowe. Go Aztecs, you know. Go Aztecs. Um, following in the footsteps of a young Chris Marlowe as well himself. Um, so he uh, he's a guy that was a, a bit more of, a, of an offensive player. I don't love his offensive game. One of the things I'm looking for in him no. is his shot profile because I just don't think he's that great of an offensive guy at the NBA level. He's more of a don't-shoot-it type guy, like just fill in the, the cracks. But defensively, I'm very intrigued by how mobile he is for a guy with his build. Yeah, and he played in France last season. So, you know, he was playing professional competition. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to come down to defense for him. Can he be just an unbelievable defender? 
at Summer League. I think if he is, he could get the two-way spot. I think if he is, he is getting that two-way spot. This front office sure seems to have a type. And uh, if I don't, Adonis Arms fits the profile too. I actually that's think a good. That's another good I, name. I think there are a couple name. guys that are the door is open for him. I do think that there is something yep. too. Like if you just look at what type of guys they've kind of said they want. Mitchell is no question one of them. Arms, no question another one of them. And some of these other guys, by the way, also fit the profile. Um, so we'll see. I think I think it's I, I I think it's wide open at this very moment for that spot. Anything else on Mitchell before we move on? Uh, rebounding I, for me is the other note. Only other note. I he yeah, wasn't necessarily a prolif- prolific rebounder because ah. he's a below the rim player. Even though he has some athleticism, he can get up and dunk it and this or that. He's still more of a David Roddy like. You know, when he dunks, it's usually because he has a runway and he gets up or this or that. So I think rebounding is one area where I want to see, does he contribute to rebounding? Mm-hmm. All right. Adonis Arms, Harrison? Adonis Arms, six foot five guard out of Texas Tech. He's got an interesting story. He was at community college for a couple seasons, then went to the school, Northwest Nazarene, that I have no idea if it's even a school. Then he took a redshirt season at Winthrop, played 23 games for Winthrop the next season, then finished his career at Texas Tech. What Coach, you have to by know, the way, some good defensive programs there. Like that's like intense, intense defensive programs. Yeah, Northwest Nazarene. You know they're known for getting <laughs> in a stance. Uh, what you need to know about Adonis Arms is that he is a defender and he's a mega athlete. He's a ridiculous athlete. He's rumored to have a 45-inch vertical, and he's got a seven-foot wingspan. He fits the Calvin Booth profile. Like, these are the types of guys that Calvin Booth likes. I didn't realize he had a 45-inch vertical. Holy hell. Adonis legs. Yeah, both these guys fit the type designation we outlined. Um, One of them has a top-shelf summer league name, though, and it's Adonis, (laughs) who I do plan on asking if he has any sort of personal – responsibility and having sick biceps if he feels any of that um i'm sure he's gonna love that one i'm sure nobody's ever asked him that one i'm gonna ask him that for sure but i'm really excited to see him see him play this is a guy who a has a legit shot at that spot but b is also has a chance to make the summer league team more fun for for multiple reasons he kind of reminds me of tory craig in some ways like tory craig's a really good athlete it and i don't even think that's a hidden part of his game like he used his strength and athleticism on both ends of the court, grabbing rebounds, defending with strength, you know, kind of barreling through guys. He had a, a, what I would consider a clunky game, but it worked in his advantage. Adonis Arms is a little bit smaller, a little bit skinnier, I would say, than than Torrey Craig. Maybe not even skinnier, just smaller. Just shrink it down just a little bit. But 45-inch vertical is a top 99th percentile vertical. In the NBA, full of guys with great verticals, 45-inch. Like, there might be one guy at the combine every two years that gets up that high. So... That's that's a pretty impressive uh, vertical for him, and I've heard that he's also same thing defensively, just makes things happen. You know, he's yeah. always doing something. He's, he's staying in front of guys, or he's getting loose balls, or put back. The, the Nuggets tweeted out a put back dunk he had in the scrimmage yesterday that was like an effortless little like awesome play. So, to me, the the difference between these two guys, Mitchell almost more of a David Roddy type. You got Adonis Arms, who's maybe a little bit more of a Tory Craig type. The mm-hmm. difference to me is that with Mitchell, as much as I love him, high IQ player, built like Boris Diaw, my guy. Oh, there you go. But I do, you do wonder, like, what is the, where is the upside there? What's the upside play for a guy that sort of doesn't have some of these other things? Adonis Arms is a guy that has this, like, oh my God, he's going to jump out the gym. He's going to be able to do this. I'm kind of curious to see who has Good more point. of an impact because yeah. they do the same role differently. Good point. Look, I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on either of these guys. I like Adonis Arms more, though. That, that That's just my – that's where I'm at heading at the Summer League. I like Adonis Arms a bit more than Matt Mitchell. Well, there you go. Um, let's get to some of these other guys. Those two yeah. guys, I think you would handicap them one, two in some order. Maybe DraftKings odds right now are plus yeah, – you two. get both of them for plus 150. It's really good. Um, let's take a look at the rest of the field because there's some other guys that would not surprise. Let's go to Jack White. Hmm. Jack White, we spoke to him today, actually. So he played at Duke, but he's from Australia, and he's played his last two years at Melbourne in the same league that Torrey Craig played in uh, before he came over to Denver. He's a 6'7 forward. He is a classic glue guy, classic role player. 
he kind of has played a Joe Ingles-ish role on every team that he's been on. A guy to fill in the gaps. He can <laughs> shoot no a little. Way. Come on, man. A Joe I know you do this on purpose. Man. I know, I you, know have you have to do it. it. Straight face, he just says it. <laughs> oh, man, I, I almost made it through that whole Crocodile <laughs> Dundee. He's got some uh, Crocodile Dundee to his game. <laughs> but he is, he is Joe Ingles like in the sense that he's – a role player who's going to play his role and is a jack of all trades, master of none. He's going to play winning basketball. I actually like Jack White. What? So what does he bring to the team? I mean, is there besides Joe Ingles to me, I would call a high IQ, like point forward. He's not, he's not a point forward. Is he? He's, he's, he's more of a traditional forward rebounding. I think defense passing, I, he, he honestly does everything pretty good. I don't know if he's elite at any skill. I think he's pretty good at a lot of things. The DNVR, we got to be rooting hard against Matt Mitchell just for SEO purposes because we got Adonis Arms and Jack White. Both guys Correct. are just going to pump up our SEO so much. So Correct. These, are, these are two guys that will really help us. I'd like to, I like the initial vibes from Jack White today meeting him, which I know is important to everyone at home. Um, he did tell us. Uh, actually, this is not sort of in the Nuggets vein, but just sort of an interesting detail. He said that all the Australian NBAers are very close. So he has a relationship with all of those guys already, that they root for each other, that they're supportive of each other. Um, six, seven, legitimate small forward. So maybe one thing he does well is be a thing that is extinct in the NBA. And so taller than the other two guys. By the way, you mentioned like enjoying his presence or whatever. I've actually thought that about all these guys. Like, on, honestly, it's one of the Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, Colin Gillespie, uh, Matt Mitchell, Donis Arms, Jack White. All of these guys have actually been, I would say, like A plus in their media availabilities, A to A plus just in their like, they, they've come off as thoughtful and, and you know, it, it's, just, it's just come off really, really impressive. So um, I've enjoyed all of them. There have been, sometimes you get a guy and you're like, man, that guy can't talk, put a sentence together or what have you. But Say the name. Say a name. Uh, well, I'm not going to do that. Right. But, um, <laughs> I'll ask you. Um, what what else do we have? I think we got one more. Kellen, Kellen Grady. Kellen Grady's the other guy. I know people in the Nuggets front office really like him. Six three guard out of Kentucky. Another older player, which is definitely a theme of these four guys. They're all 24 years old. I actually think. Yeah, so they're all on the older side of guys that you would usually give a two way contract to. Grady, he's a fifth year senior. Uh, he played at Kentucky last season. Before that, he played at Davidson. He's a shooter, plain and simple. He's a knockdown shooter who doesn't need a lot of airspace. Catch and shoot, coming off screens, step backs. He's got a quick release, and he's got a wet shot. Like He is a smooth shooter. Uh, I saw him make two threes in the scrimmage three point right at the end of it on Tuesday. I saw him pump fake from three and take it to the rim. I don't know if he's going to get the two-way spot, but I think he's going to be in Grand Rapids for sure. And he, he's a knockdown shooter. I like that. I mean, it's definitely going to be a piece that's needed. I expect him to play as well. I think those Adonis Arms, Mitchell, I, I think probably Mitchell starts. It, it, that's just my hunch. Talking to some people, I would guess he's the starter. Uh, Adonis Arms, every every night kind of player. Um, who else do we have? Jack White, I think, every every night kind of player. And then you start to get into these other guys. I think Kellen might be the last every night kind of player um, mm -hmm. that we probably expect to see him, especially if you need a little bit extra shooting out there. And just given that he's in a guard spot. Um, we have a couple more. We'll kind of just fly through here. One is Jonte Porter, obviously Michael Porter's brother. Uh, another guy who was absolutely pleasant to talk to. Like I got to, oh, I got to get this detail because it's so important. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get this detail. He was asked about Nikola Jokic. And everybody will say the same things, right? You know, the talk. But we know that Michael Porter, obviously, teammates with him. They have a relationship, this or that. Jonte might have gushed about Nikola Jokic more than any player I've ever seen. Like, he truly admires him. Not as in just this, like, player, because he talked, obviously, about his game. And he was asked to be compared to him. And he's like, oh, come on, guys. Like, you know, like, I... I aspire to be that, but come on. It's Nikola freaking Jokic. He was you know? gushing about him so much that I had to turn to you mid-answer and like give a smirk because I couldn't believe how great of an answer that Jonte Porter gave. But the thing that was even more over the top about it was he's raving about him as a person. 
you know, being yeah. around him. He's like, I've gotten to be around him or this, or that I was talking about. And just the example he sets. And he kept saying like, it's no wonder why the Nuggets are such a success. It's, you know, like basically just going all in. It's like all because of him or this, that. And I just like, it's one of those things where we have this outside perspective. And I'm not saying what he says reflects how Michael Porter feels or any of that stuff. But it was one of those things where you hear him talk and you're like, the appreciation is so deep. It's so like spread so widely that you're like, it was just cool to hear. It clearly, clearly, Jonte looks up to Jokic the way I look up to Jokic. Wow. Look at that. Um, look, Jonte Porter, I mean, the story with him is he's injury prone, like his brother and a lot of people in that family. Um, he took the entire last year off just rehabbing his knee. And he said, I'm going to give it one more go. And this is, I guess, the go he's given it to, to see if he can find a place in the league and, you know, find a spot. So I, I feel like he's got probably great perspective just being, you know, on the road that he's been on, similar to his brother. Uh, he, he just seems like he's he's super grounded and a super good kid. Man, the basketball journey of that family has been something, huh? A lot of talent and a lot of injuries and I think a lot of different ways for both of those players to sort of, I don't want to say be humble, just learn lessons at a young age. And I find the Porters to be significantly more interesting. Um, you know, like the, the, I, there, there's more, a lot more stories to be told about the Porter household and family, I think, than are out there. Like oftentimes yeah. these guys become a caricature for various reasons, sure, some, sure, sure. some self-created or what have you. But here, here's what I'll say. Talking to Jonte yesterday, he doesn't, it doesn't work out for him in the NBA. We might have to bump vote from the show, man. This guy was incredible. Like some of the, some of the insights, some of the, he was so charming and just so like had thought. I just was like sitting there hanging on every word. I was so captivated by his interview and stuff. I was like, this is a media member right here. This guy is that's a crazy. Wow, he was, he was great. Yeah, yeah. He would. He, I'm he saying was. he would help the Olympics a little bit more. I think vote. Um, we'll see how you do in the. He would probably game. help the. Yeah, get him for at least that portion of it. <laughs> just the portion of the Olympics. Yeah. Um. So I'm rooting for him as well. I don't know if this is so much a tryout for the Nuggets, if it's a part of his road back to recovery, if it's an audition for other teams. But I like Jonte as a player prior to his injuries. He really does, again, as his own, he would admit, he's not as good as Jokic, but he has a Jokic game. <laughs> I think it's very funny that Michael Porter grew up as the phenom from eighth grade, as the scorer, shoot first, second, and third type player, and Jonte grew up as the facilitator yeah, and yeah. sometimes it just works that way. And it really was like a cool pairing of those two guys. So I love his game. Uh, I'm excited to watch him. And I hope we, I don't know how much he's going to play, but I hope he plays a lot. Is there one more guy we have to get to real quick, Wind? Uh, is there? I thought there was one more shooter. I can't remember who it was. Um, maybe. Uh, you know, a guy we should probably touch on is um, Teddy Allen out of New Mexico State. There you go. He had a Teddy big right. game in the tournament recently. I don't know if he's going to be like an every game rotation guy. He might be like the 10th guy or the 11th guy, but he's probably somebody to watch too. Another guy at six foot six. I wrote this in wind chimes today. 11 of the 16 players on this roster are between six foot five and six foot nine. Yeah, that's not a coincidence. Like that's on purpose. It's definitely not a coincidence. Um, Denver, look, I, I, this is one thing I think we can say definitively about the Calvin Booth era. They they have a um, very specific idea. I think they feel I don't know if I would say 100 percent confident because you always want to be open. I think they feel extremely confident about what it takes to win a title around Nikola Jokic and they're going to try to find it. And this summer league team reflects that, um, even though this is maybe not the number one way you're going to get there it's part of that casting the wide net to find these types of guys. Just want to say on Teddy, there's summer league folk hero potential. Like he is just one of the all time irrational confidence. Like we'll just take any shot. And if he's feeling it, he's not that that's it. It's, it's funny. Cause last year, if you just polled like, okay, who, who nuggets fans, where do you want to go here? Uh, do you want Zeke Naji or bull bull? People would have been like, bull bull. That's our guy. And sometimes the yeah. guys that shoot first, second, third, like they shine a lot in summer league. So yeah. there's always a, there's always a chance that the well, main guys are defending really well, but not scoring that great. And you right. inject some of these other guys that just like fire off forty foot terrible shots and make a few. And we're like, yeah. Yep. It was funny though. Last year, Bobo, 
Bones Highland. The Nuggets were one of the marquee teams at Summer League. <laughs> yeah. They played a bunch of their games at the main court. Oh, Thomas oh, and Max. Right. This, this year, I put this in the Slack the other day. This year, their first two games, that's what I looked at because that's what we're there for. They're both in Cox Pavilion. The first game, they're going up against the Warriors and I forget who else. Oh, and the Lakers. Yeah, and the Lakers. The second game, they're going up against the Warriors. There's going to be nobody watching these Nuggets games except for us, which is a good thing. That's a very I, good I thing. love it. And More I love Cox Pavilion. Honestly, Cox Pavilion is like your high school gym. That's so our gonna, gym. That's Hey, Jokic, when he played, by the way, his first year, every game in Cox Pavilion as well. So you know what? Hey. It's, it's the best place to be. Um, I'm excited for it, guys. We're going to say goodbye to Denver now. We're going to go to the Las Vegas. Has anybody checked the weather report? What's it look like? Is it pretty I cool? I don't check the weather. Scattered scattered showers. Um, is it? It's pretty no, light. No, it's hot as shit, it looks it's like. It's too hot to trot. As well. It's yeah. too hot to trot. Too hot to uh, we're going to have a great time, and we hope you guys are around with us the entire time. We'll have podcasts out, but it won't just be podcast content. Usually our live shows, podcasts, are one and the same. We'll still have all of our live shows in, and turn those into podcasts. But we're going to have additional content as well up on our YouTube page. RG is going to be out there. We're going to have the Olympics. We're going to have some special guests coming by the All City House. I'm very excited for it, guys. It's a big week for us. I hope it's going to be a big week for you guys right there along with us. If you're bound down there at Thomas & Mac or at Cox Pavilion, hit us up. Give us a shout out. Come talk to us. Come talk nuggets with us, man. Maybe even be on a fan vote or something. Who knows? Uh, we might have to do that as well. Hit that like button on the way out, everybody.